Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turn Buckle Report. It is time for the recap. All out is not what we're talking about tonight. It is full <laughs> year 2021. That's my bad. With the guy, Chad. What's up, brother? That's my bad. That's totally my bad. This is what you get. <laughs> it was a nice recovery, this though. This is what you get when you talk about one pay-per-view before you're about to review another one and then get that shit stuck in your head. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's exactly what we're doing tonight, folks. We're just going to talk a little all out. We're going to... The pay-per-view is still fresh in our mind. Uh, we're not talking all out. Why do I keep saying that? We're talking full gear, full gear full because gear that is fresh in our mind. But but the topic is, right, is full was all out or full gear, which has been the pay-per-view of 2021 because it really does come down to those those two. And uh, we were talking about that tonight. We are kind of chit-chatting about what uh, which one is better. You had some interesting commentary. I am going to say right out the gate, I liked Full Gear. I liked Full Gear better. And it may be because it was it's so fresh in my mind, but as I'm looking online right now and recapping all this, I think it was just all the excitement of the new people coming into to All Out. And Full Gear, like those people were wrestling. It was just great. It was great. It was very happy, happy times. Since we're just diving right in, I mean, honestly, I think what made All Out for me so good, I, I think because fairly I was there. Versus watching it on TV. Oh, it's a totally yeah. different experience when you're actually there. So I think for mm-hmm. me, having been at All Out but watch Full Gear on TV, for me, All Out, I guess, was just the the pay-per-view of 2021. So if you look back at every pay-per-view AEW's had in 2021, for me, All Out stands number one above the rest. And and I know that Full Gear is was amazing, but for me, All Out was number one. Well, see, that's where I really need to be careful when we're talking about this because I know we'll have fans that that want to, you know, call me a hypocrite because when we talked about All Out, when we recapped All Out 2021, I put it over as probably one of the greatest, probably top three uh, pay-per-views that I've ever seen in my lifetime. So I got to be a little careful here. I can't say that recap, the, the my uh, my my opinion of Full Gear is that it's better um, because then I don't think Full Gear was the greatest pay-per-view I've ever seen in my lifetime. Maybe I'm just a little high right now because Adam Hangman Page is my new my new champion. I'm pretty pumped about that. It's so funny you say that because you put it into a different perspective for me. You said that, uh, if I may, you said yeah. All Out was one of the top three best pay-per-views you've ever seen in your life, period. And then you watch Full mm-hmm. Gear yeah. and then you're like, eh, Full Gear was, you know, it was a damn good pay-per-view, but was it the top five I've ever seen? That's such a interesting way of putting it i think you're right i think what makes all out so special is the reviews that's what or the the reveals that's what makes all out stand above mm-hmm. the rest uh as far as a wrestling pay-per-view uh full gear hit on all spots and the only one for me that was weak uh was dr Britt baker versus uh ty conti and and by no means are these these lackluster wrestling women these are fantastic wrestling women and they 
felt sluggish to me last night. I felt like Brick Brit mm-hmm. Brit hit a brick. I felt like she came out there looking like she just finished running a ten mile marathon and then decided, okay, now I got to do this pay per view. She definitely looked a lot stronger and uh, more prepared. Maybe I guess is the word we're looking for. I guess against against uh, Chris Statlander at All Out. I, here's here's what I think happened in that match. Um, she seemed gassed to me. She seemed like she ran out of energy pretty Real quick. Real fast. She was breathing hard. Super. And quick. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know where that's coming from. I mean, she seems to be in good shape, but you know, is she in ring shape? She should be. Didn't we see her wrestle twice this this week leading up to to full gear? Since her championship run, she's like in the ring almost every week. I mean, if she's not on rampage, yeah, she's so on. Dynamite. I don't really know what the what the reason for getting gassed was, and maybe she wasn't. Maybe it just seemed like that to us. But I felt like she had to wrestle down to Ty Conti. I I don't think Ty Conti is all that. Like people are really talking highly of her. Uh, they've even got her on busted open talking to her, and I, I just. I don't see it. When, when they made, named her as the number one contender for this title match, or this for this title, the women's title, I, I, I didn't understand that. I thought they're wow, really? When you got people like um, like Thunder Rosa that we all want to see that again, we all want to see that rematch, the bloody face Britt Baker, we want to see that, and you're throwing Ty Conti at me, and it's supposed to be believable. I don't know. It, that match, that match to me was the absolute low part of the show, and it got better though. As the match progressed on, and the and it, I remember thinking that when that match hit the halfway it got better point, because it was going to be over soon. Yeah, when it hit the halfway point, it looked like they were stepping up their move sets. But that's what matches do. You start out slow, you work your way up. Talking about that, this so I'm, I'm kind of segueing myself here, and I apologize, but we're we're trying to fit in a lot in a very short period of time. Talk about slow build to having a medium in the middle of the match, build a lot of heat to a strong. This would be a match that you want to go, okay, guys, you all want to be wrestlers now? This match I'm going to put on this television screen is the match you need to watch, and this is this is wrestling. This is what you need to achieve to be on TV someday. Mm-hmm. I'm talking Miro versus Brian Danielson. Slow build, uh, yeah. building a story in the ring, turning it on, yeah, putting match. the heat on, and good then match. fucking blowing the roof off towards the end with all those holds. People were saying this is awesome. For them putting holds on each other. They're not even fucking wrestling, bro. They are fucking putting holds on one another. And people are chanting, this is awesome. Just because of the way they're telling the story in the ring. That's wrestling 101. That's what you need to be to be a good wrestler. Well, and... I can't, I, there's nothing I can disagree on about that. There's there's nothing. Not, not even one little thing I can disagree. Brian Danielson. Is it just me or does this guy... <laughs> He looks ten times better than when he was in the WWE ring. He's he feels unleashed, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. And I know that you know this is one of those moments where I I really wish the big dog could have been on the show tonight because I know he is historically not a Brian Danielson fan, was not a Daniel Bryan fan. I get all that, uh, so I'd love to hear his argument on this. Um, he has said though because I just feel like he has said that they could put a broomstick in the ring and he would be over on the broomstick at AEW. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. So, different perspective. Yeah, you know, he goes back and forth. We start seeing these text messages coming in on the group last night about, oh, this is shitty, whatever, however he was putting it. And I'm like, really? How can he hate this? And then he's like, I'm just fucking with you guys. It's fucking amazing. (laughs) So, like, sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what to believe with him. I always know that he wants to be the heel, so I I give him that. Why not? 
Give him what he wants. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, Full gear. Brian Danielson. He'd yeah, probably be over the, on him now. I think so. In AEW. I'm going through. I've got the side-by-side up on my screen right now. And I'm, I'm literally going match-match. And it was definitely the reveals of All Out. 100%. Because if I just look at this card and I go down the line and I start looking at um, why was I excited for All Out? You were excited because it's the first pay-per-view you've ever been to. Um, the whole experience, it's in Chicago, which you and I have said many times, Chicago is the wrestling kingdom of America. It's no longer New York City. Um, Chicago's where it's at when it comes to wrestling, professional wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll tell you, I was excited about the Young Bucks Lucha Brothers match. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now, Chad. I got I got the card up oh, here. I'm that. going. What was I excited right about? Right here, Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. Yeah, I'm. Uh, well, no, 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 no. I'm I'm talking all out. Oh, what were you so excited? That was uh, Eddie. Ke- so it was Eddie Kingston Miro, but I. Th- and that's what I'm saying is as I look down the card, I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know if I was excited about that. I was a hundred percent excited about um, MJF Chris Jericho in their final match that one to was, finally yeah. f- in this feud. That was the one that really hooked me on this, and I had to watch. That That was popping the popcorn. I was ready to go. But it was the reveals. It was what you and I were talking about, and, and Josh, respectively, was was talking about on the show about the, it's, you know, we're going to see Brian Danielson. We're going to see, uh, I think we had talked about The Fiend, um, Bray Wyatt. You know, we were going to see, uh, we, we were seeing CM Punk for the first time in a ring again for a long time. So I think it was a lot of that, because when I go and I look at this full gear lineup, this card, like <laughs> just looking at it, yeah. CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, could not wait for that match. MJF, um, they built the card uh, up better this time around, didn't they? Because I don't think uh, Darby All Allen, Out yep. didn't have. You're absolutely right. All Out was a shock of a how good of a pay per view it ended up being for me because I don't remember In the, what the Christian see, yeah. Cage Omega buildup was so lackluster for me at that time. That I was more or less just fucking happy that this was going to be it. Like, I think in my mind, I was like, oh, thank God. This will be the last time these guys go at it. And uh, yeah, I don't remember being excited for that match. What what I remember is, what I really remember was the Bucks and the uh, uh, Lucha Brothers burning that place to the ground. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it was just surprising. That was opening match, too. That was opening match, too. Right. So, I think you're right. I think it, it, what... The fact that they brought killer wrestling, and and I think I was excited about Britt Baker and Chris Statlander when that was over because they surprised the hell out of me. That was an amazing match. And then you had all these reveals after all this awesome wrestling. I think that's why that pay-per-view just elevated because there was a ton of good matches, and then all of a sudden this these reveals just show up. Ruby Soho is there. Um, it, it was just... You're right. It was the reveals. The fact that it was good wrestling with the reveals is what makes that so great. But Full Gear, Full Gear had a good build, amazing matches, matches that we could invest in. What's the last time you can you remember you were invested in a yeah. match you wanted to watch on a pay per view? When's the last time you can say, "Holy shit, can't wait to watch that match"? Like for me, it's been years, years. Well, I mean, for me, it's every three months with AEW. Because they do such a good job on this. And I'll tell you, I know I'm a mark for the guy, but it is 100% MJF. Anytime MJF is in the ring, that buildup is so good to whatever he's doing and whoever he's going to be facing, I'm invested 100%. 
the fact that they started last night with MJF and um, and um, Darby oh Allen. God, was it Darby Allen? Yep. Yeah. Jeez, I that motherfucker's forgettable. As Cousin Glenn. I don't know why he shouldn't be. Yep. But that the, the build up to that match was great, and the fact that they started the night with it, I thought the match was great. I. <sighs> My son and I were talking about after this was this morning actually on the way to church. We were talking about the. Um, he says, "Dad, when do you think MJF is going to become the champ? You know, do, do you think this is going to happen?" I said, "Yeah." I, I ran down my whole scenario to him on how I think at double or nothing MJF is going to be our new champ. And he says, "Okay, I I, I could see it, but you know, does what is it, this? What he says, what is MJF going to do with that championship? Would he be a good champion?" I said, "Dude." Look how much steam he's got for two years on a ring. A ring. That ring has won him more matches. It, you know, I see. I understand my son's thinking here because he's 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 quite the little smart mark. Is some wrestlers don't need a title, and he's heard me say it. I don't think MJF needs a title, and I don't want to see MJF get a title because he needs it. I want to see it because of what he can really do with it. One piece of of equipment he's had is that stupid ring and he's got more steam on that thing than any any other wrestler in wrestling right now having a title um having any kind of gimmick you remember uh cowboy bob orton used to have the 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 cast that's what i think of when i think of mjf with that ring is this dude has got more out of this than anybody he knows what he's doing so if he has a title he's going to be more slippery he's going to be more conniving and they're going to keep Mark my words, okay? What is today? Let's put the dates on here. 11 is when we're recording this thing. Mark my words. MJF, when he gets the title, will be the longest reigning, uh, longest reigning champion to date in AEW. And I think it's because they're going to make it so damn fever pitch that you can't take the title off of him. Because he's going to cheat. He's going to cheat. He's going to cheat. He's going to cheat. And, and they're not afraid to make a heel go almost a year with the title. Omega was... That's Almost a full year is full heel. Yeah. Adam Hangman Page is our first babyface champion. And yes, I said it. Don't go on our fucking social media. Oh my God. What about John Moxley? No, John Moxley is not a babyface. He's not a heel. He's he's the character face. He's the Stone Cold st- style of uh, of wrestler. He's He is what he wants to be. He's an enigma. This is our first babyface champion. And I'll tell you right now. That match last night had everything great that is pro wrestling. Everything. It had drama. It had great wrestling. You don't even need buildup for that match. You don't even need it. When you start seeing these guys in the ring chopping it up, just, wow. And, you know, I was concerned, and I'm going to let you run after this, but I was concerned if Adam Hangman Page was going to be able to, to keep up with Kenny. We haven't seen him in the ring much, right? And he hasn't been at the level of Kenny. I mean, he kept up with him when he, when they were when they were partners together for sure. But but one on one like that, were you concerned at all about that? It was a thought because I was trying to think. When's the last time we've seen Adam Hangman Page go 20, 25, 30 minutes in the ring? And I couldn't think of a match since his tag team days with Kenny when they when they wrestled the Bucks when everybody was kicking out everybody's finishers. And uh, yeah. That was the last time, but I was like, well, that's a tag team because he can switch in and out. He's not fully wrestling a full 35, 40 minutes. So it was a little bit of a concern for me. Uh, did he? Did he? 
He did, and then some. It was actually quite amazing. He looked like he still had more left in him. Kenny looked more gassed than he did. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I don't know if Kenny had um, – he put it all out there. Both those guys did. That match was so good. It was so good. And when I say that it had everything that pro wrestling is and can be at its fullest potential, it all comes together when you see the Young Bucks come out to the ring. No music hit. The camera softly goes to them and like just, just presents a little bit of danger. That's all it did. It added a little bit of danger to the story. You've got Nick on the south side of it, and you got Matt on the on the north side of it, on each side, and they played it both. Both had their opportunity when he was on when when, when Adam was getting ready to do that uh, that whatever flipping lariat your opponent flippy lariat thing. Yeah. They had an opportunity, both of them, to stop him, and I, I believe it was Matt, right? The the one on the, the the second one that just looks at him and nods. I'm like, oh my god, this is. This is the greatest pro wrestling shit ever. <laughs> I get I get what I'm talking about. I get it here. I'm talking about a soap opera. This is men's soap opera. I get it. But holy shit, when he just gave him that little nod, it's like, mm-hmm. go ahead, take his fucking head off. Because you you knew Kenny didn't have anything else in him. Don Callis' dumb ass getting swung around the ring like, like, like um, Jim Cornette from fucking 89 looked amazing. <laughs> Like that's what we wanted to see because he's such a piece of shit. He gave he gave Hangman a black eye, a legit one, by the way. That was impressive to see that he legit shinered him up, and and finally Adam Hangman Page, the 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 consummate babyface, has complete redemption from his. Uh, his alcoholism and from betraying his friends and from being given up on life and now being screwed by Don Callis and Kenny Omega. He finally has that moment. It's everything that is great about pro wrestling. And if you can't get excited about that, if you watch that match and everything in its, in its beauty and it does nothing for you, then there is no hope friends. There is no hope you'll ever be a wrestling fan because this stuff, this is good. And, shit. and really you have to shit. something I didn't forget. I kept thinking about I was like these guys go back for years. ROH, New Japan, years wrestling years. as the elite. Adam Page left the elite, so he's wrestling mm-hmm. his old like the boys. Like the whole reason this company is in existence is because of that faction. That one faction mm-hmm. is the whole reason we have all elite wrestling. And these two fucking guys are wrestling each other? Like, that was blowing my mind. Like, these two guys were in a faction that created this promotion, and now they're fucking hate each other. Like, this is amazing. This is amazing shit. Like, and then Adam, like you said, Adam Page had that long story arc, you know, failing Mm -hmm. to become the first world champion. Then then blaming himself for everything. Starting alcoholism. Asked for Kenny's help. Became a tag team. Won those titles. But it was his, he was the reason they lost him. Went into further depression. Then the Dark Order shows up. Try to pick him back up. Try to show him a better way. I mean, God, yeah, dude, yeah. the story is so fucking good. You know, and you know, Chad, you know, because we talked about, I do not go back and listen to our shows. I, I don't even listen to when they come out. I, I don't listen to them. I just don't do it. I was there live. I enjoyed it when it happened. But I, I do have memories of us all talking probably the first two or three months of this show's existence uh, because we we actually created this show, uh, not intentionally, but we created this show at the same time that AEW got its creation. Yep. So we've kind of followed a trend there. 
And I remember some of those conversations we all three had revolved around how disappointed we were with WWE giving us quick storylines and changing the title so fast and not giving me anything I can really invest in. And we had that Christmas wish with, with AEW. Please, Santa, give me something I can I've invest been good in. This give year. me a six month. Exactly. Yes, sir. The the food in St. Louis, sir. <laughs> it, just please give me something that I can invest in and that I'll buy the t-shirt, I'll buy the pay-per-view, I'll be there for you. Just give me something to sink my teeth into. And, and what we didn't realize is they must have been listening to all wrestling fans wishing that because they did it in month one with Adam Hangman Page. Right out the gate. They did it at the first... At the first pay-per-view with him losing to Chris Jericho for the first uh, AEW title holder. They did it then. They, they gave us what we wanted. And it's not until a year and a half later we realize, holy shit, that is exactly what I wanted. I didn't know I needed Adam Hangman Page as the champion as much as I, did, I do now. Like, it was just revealed to me. And the fact that they used all that... Uh, all that footage from a year and a half ago, building up, showing this storyline. How many times did you and I talk about during the 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 run, the 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 tag team run with Omega Hangman? Um, if I remember right, that the show was on the 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 show they did from the the Jericho yeah, cruise. You remember cruise, that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, where Hangman kind of screws um, Jericho or whatever, and we start to get that little one like, what is he? What is he doing here? Why is he messing with... That's his teammate. Why is he messing with Omega like that? Not Jericho. I messed up. But why is he messing with his teammate like that? Just planting those little seeds. And I remember you and I getting on this show going, what are they doing with Hangman? Now he's with the Dark Order? This makes no fucking sense to me. Is this guy legit going crazy? And then here we go. Here we go. Full gear. 2021. They look at you. They looked at me and said, oh, you, you're, you've you been a wrestling fan your whole life? Oh, okay. That's cool. So... You and your nerdy cousins decided to do a podcast? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I bet you guys think you're pretty smart because you, you've predicted some shit, right? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You didn't see this coming, motherfucker. I feel like that's exactly what Tony Khan told me last night. You didn't see that coming. And he's absolutely right. I didn't see any of it coming, but all the dots were connected last night. And I screamed at the top of my lungs. My son screamed. My, my daughter screamed. My wife cast a judgment upon all of us. When we were all screaming for Adam Hangman Page as the new AEW. Do you know what's crazy about champion. that Jericho Matt or that Jericho Cruise where he, you know, they, they, he was like, Kenny was just getting out of the ring and you saw, yeah. yep. you saw Hangman holding on to the side like he was going to just lay his head off. Yeah. And, and you were wondering, like, why is, like, why is Hangman constantly like, what's going on with these two guys, right? Like, this seems a little odd. Yeah, and then all of a sudden last night as is the match is going on, I was like, "This is what that was." All of that time ago, that's what this fucking was. They like when um, it yeah, dawned on me great. when Omega was uh, so good. when Omega was punching Hangman, and Hangman said, "Fuck you!" Is that all you got? Like you could hear him yeah. say it. Oh, all of a sudden, I had these flashbacks. A lot of f bombs last night. All of a sudden, I had these flashbacks of when. Oh, when Hangman wants to fucking like lariat this dude at when they're tag team partners, like before all, I was like, yeah. this shit was planted so fucking long ago. Like this shit is such a long story that give And you know what the crazy part is? They all had their individual matches. They, they It's not like they were wrestling each other all the time. Their feud started as a fucking tag team partners because they were in a That's faction before that to get like this story is so long. 
so long yeah dude like it probably goes back before we were watching like new japan shit it's just it's just so great that i now know that uh not only is santa claus an aew fan but him and tony connor hanging out and listening to our wrestling christmas wishes to give us this i mean it's just it, it blows my mind how long that story lasted and we didn't even see it because they didn't make it the forefront of every main event on Wednesday night, every every speaking topic on on Rampage, busted open wasn't talking about it every week. You know they weren't. There was just little, like you said it. You said it perfectly. Little tiny seeds were being planted. Last night we got the full harvest from that. I, I wonder now. You know, I kind of hope they don't go back to Kenny Omega. I'd like to personally, in my opinion, I'd like to see Kenny Omega take a break. I'd like to see him go home for about, I don't know, three to six months. Go take a break. Let us forget about you for a little bit. Let us forget that you lost. Let us forget you were the champion. And then come back and make a huge splash. Maybe at Revolution. Maybe at Double or Nothing. I don't know. I don't know how long it takes. Can they afford to have Kenny sitting at home? I I don't know any of that. I'm just saying as a fan, I'd kind of like to forget about Kenny for a little while. Because I think if you still have Kenny on Wednesday nights, it's People are going to want to see, because we're wrestling fans, and we naturally want to see the, the comeuppance. Are we, is it going to be too much of a distractment for this new champion? Because he needs his parade, right? Think about all these these babyface champions, these great babyface champions in, 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 in pro wrestling history, which I, which I firmly believe Hangman's going to go down as one of them. You look at Hogan, he always got his parade. John Cena always got his parade. Hell, even Batista, and Josh isn't even on the show, and I'm still talking about Batista. Fuck me. (laughs) Even Batista got his parade. Like, Sting got his parade. That's that's what he needs. Wednesday night, the ticker tape, people, you know, his fellow wrestlers are lifting him up in the ring. He needs that. He needs that. So I think if Kenny Omega's still there, like, I don't want to see any more of it. I'm done with it. Especially as a heel. I I would rather see face Omega now. I'm ready for a face turn for him. I I think... I think it's time. I think I think they they just tied everything up. They tied that whole story up to where now we can be done. Now we can just breathe through this. And we can be done. I well, I think Adam Cole's the key. Adam Cole holds the key for that to happen. I think at some point, wow, with, with Bobby him. Fish in the mix now, and the the fact that they were on the undisputed yeah. era, like Adam Cole's the key to help. Yeah, have something happen where we might get the face Bucks again. We might get face Omega again because Adam Cole may. So you said that last night. You said that last night on the text, I believe. Do you, so do you think the... Um, I think the Jurassic Express was think the this... seed planted for that to start happening. Like when... when Interesting. Do tell. I, I think what was going on here, what we were seeing is that uh, Adam Cole, since he's been in AEW, has had his ass handed to him by Jurassic Express at the expense of sometimes the Bucks not helping him out when needed. He, had, he took a chair to the fucking end. This is a story unfolding before our eyes, and we don't even see it coming either. This is the Adam Cole story now, of him turning on the Because now, now that we've been, our eyes have been open to Adam Hangman Page, we've just become the TBR Notre Dame right. of, uh, of wrestling. Well, think about what's happened to yeah, Adam exactly. Cole. He's losing. He took a fucking chair mm-hmm. to the head. He got concertoed. Yeah. That shocked the shit out of me. I was like, how? I was shocked. I was like, of all people in AEW, they concertoed him. Uh, he was getting his ass handed to him last night. All of this is build up to him, like super kicking those two fuckers in the face going, you guys have been no help to me whatsoever. And he turns on him. 
He's got Bobby Fish in his corner because Bobby Fish is undespicable. I love Bobby Fish and his fucking heel of shit. Yeah, I do too. He, they're going to be a thing, and they're going to turn, and then that's going to be a new feud: the Bucks versus Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. It's just going to be, it's going to be good shit. I think. I'm super excited. Let me, let me. Um, I want to end on this note tonight, and and usually I don't like to give away my ending, but I'm going to end on this note. I think it's time that we see some of these normals of AEW. I think we just hit a wave of okay. We just with this wave just kind of came, came crashing down. Now that now that the seas are settling a little bit, I'd like to see the guys like Kenny Omega, um, maybe Chris Jericho, maybe the Young Bucks, definitely Cody Rhodes. I'd like to see these guys kind of take a backseat now. I like to take a take a rest because you got a big enough roster. You got a bunch of new guys because now we haven't even mentioned we've we've went this whole show in, in longer time than we even talked about, and we haven't even mentioned the fact that Jay Lethal is now a part of AEW's now. Oh, we were teasing about that though. Um, <laughs> yeah, we wanted Bray Wyatt oh, for, for sure. Christmas, we were, but Santa gave us Jay Lethal <laughs> instead. <laughs> he gave us Jay Lethal, but we still have Adam Hangman Page. I'll take it. So, so yeah, I mean we we have a new wave now. Um, I think Jungle Jack Perry. I, th- I, th- I think dude, I could him see him wearing well. a belt soon. Like, if he's not yep. a TNT champion or at least fucking wrestling for that AEW belt, I don't, I don't know what what, what more can he do. I actually think, well, and I'm gonna sidebar here. I actually think that um, Luchasaurus is holding him back because Luchasaurus is not as good as as he was built to be. He's an athletic big guy, but. Jack Perry has got better and better and better, and he's completely outshining him at this point. On oh, that fucking uh, hold he has, the the bear trap hold, yeah, it's it's yeah. so good. It's it's. I want to see Brian Danielson wrestle this guy soon. Um, oh, that'd be great. And that's what I'm saying is we've got so much new talent now. There's so many new scenarios. It's not me saying I'm I'm tired of. All of these guys I just named, I still love them except for Cody Rhodes. I just I'm tired of all of them. <laughs> Uh, uh, being the spotlight, and they don't need to be anymore. Now they can take the. Now they can all be the EVPs they are. Let's let's not forget everybody I just mentioned that should now take a seat back and go heal some wounds. All have vested money in this business. Period. They're all EVPs of AEW. Take a little time, calm down, guys. You get you built a great roster. You put a lot of heat on it. Let it happen. This is the note I want to finish on tonight. AEW, if there is ever any doubt of who is leading the way in professional wrestling and who is doing it the right way, Full Gear AEW proved they are the ring bearers. They are the standard setters. They they are the ones doing it because that AEW title is prestigious. It's way more prestigious than the universal title at this point. It's way more prestigious than even the NWA, the current NWA title. And I'll tell you why. Because they're not abandoning who they are. John Moxley, ex-WWE, he held the title for a little while. Jericho held the title for a little while. Not because they're ex-WWE, is because they were on the ground level and they were the biggest names at the time. That's why. That's the sense of it. They were the biggest names at the time that could propel that championship forward. Kenny Omega, for the last two years, it's recorded the best wrestler in the world, period. Makes sense. He needs to be your champion because everybody sees he is the best wrestler. He is, PWI lists him for the last two years, best wrestler. 
They stuck to their and roots. They had a hundred belts. Now they're giving it to the home, the homegrown kid, all AEW, not a stitch of WWE in him, and everybody is losing their shit that the homegrown cowboy just became champion. I'll tell you, if there's ever a moment in wrestling where you get a little misty eyed, it was last night for me. Wasn't crying. Don't be calling. Don't be. I don't want to hear all that. But I, I was emotional because of what that means for him, and he did it with AEW. Nothing else. Not, not WWE. He didn't get the rub from WWE, from Ring of. No, it was AEW. We only know him from AEW. I know he had an indie record. I'm not. I'm not discounting that. But we only know him, right? We've only seen him on TV with AEW, and now he's the champion. He overcame all of that. We absolutely know he is not heel. He is babyface, and the Cowboys going to do that. Production.